Oh, hello again. Welcome back to The Josh Potter Show. It is I, Josh Potter, here with you on another Tuesday or whenever you happen to be watching this program. Uh, JoshPotterShow at gmail.com is where you can get in touch with us like so many Roach reporters have done in the past and will in the future. I'd love it if you did as well. It's also where you can send in music the way this gentleman did. St. Falcon is the artist behind this track right here. Thank you for sending that in, and thank you for sending in all your Roach reportings. As far as live shows go, for the month of November, I'm going to be out with Annie Letterman in San Jose on the 11th and 12th, and then the 21st through the 28th, I'll be with Tom Segura, wherever the hell he's going. Some places in Florida. A bunch of places in Florida. That's all I really know as of now. But if you're going to see Tom in Florida in November, I'll be there. Other than that, Make sure you hit up the Patreon, patreon.com slash the Josh Potter Show. Also, twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. Going to be getting that cranking up again here in the new year. So get following on that. Oh, but elsewise, oh, what a time. I still am struggling to speak. I don't know if you can tell. I did get my voice back a little bit. Uh, Skankfest was an unbelievable time. I want to thank Christine Evans. I want to thank Rebecca Trent. I want to thank Louis J. Gomez for putting on that whole thing. And uh, it gets better and better each and every time I get to participate in it. And holy hell, this last time in Vegas was unbelievable. I don't know if I can even give you the proper words to describe how much fun it is as a performer to go down there. I mean, it's not often doing the road and being alone out there on the road that you get to hang out with all the comics. It's never happened. And uh, it's such a rare opportunity that when it's over, it's like everyone just goes through this immense depression afterwards. And this occasion, it seemed like everybody came home and everybody got sick. <laughs> it was I didn't get sick. I lost my voice, though. And I think everybody did because I saw some people I had to do a set on uh, Wednesday. I was supposed to do a set on Wednesday. And I was like, I can't talk. I could not speak to save my life. And uh, so I had to cancel it. And I, I talked to a couple other people who were like, I lost my voice, too. I don't know what it was that maybe it was from watching uh, the goddamn comedy jam and singing along with that. Maybe it was the copious amounts of drugs uh, pumped through my body in various holes of my body that could have had something to do with it. I don't know what it was, but my voice was gone from Sunday until Thursday. Finally got it back. And it's not even all the way there. I was scared. I was honestly nervous because if I don't have a voice, I've got nothing, folks. If my voice is gone and it didn't actually occur to me that my voice going away would be an issue. Like I was uh, I did therapy on Wednesday and my therapist is like, aren't you nervous? And I was like, about what? She's like, your voice. And I was like, what are we, nervous about what? It's going to come back. And she was like, well, I mean, this is how you make a living. And everything. I'm like, I wasn't scared about it until now, lady. I'm starting to question my therapist. It's been six months. There was that incident. Same time, she goes, right after the conversation we had with Chase last week, she goes, uh, you should be more open-minded to dating apps. What? So I don't know. Now I'm starting to be like, should I get a different therapist? I don't really know at the end of the day. But thank you so much if you uh, came up to me at Skankfest. It's unbelievable. You know, the Legion of Skanks fans get such a bad rap, and I don't even know what it's from necessarily, but... Everybody is so cool. They're all just comedy fans, and they listen to your mom's house. They listen to this show, this, and everything. And they come up to you. They want pictures and autographs and stuff like that. And it's so 
it's honestly a for lack of a better word it's adorable at the end of the day they have little yearbooks they come around will you sign my yearbook i mean i was my heart was exploding it was unbelievable so thank you so much for coming up to me and i really needed that honestly to go to that festival and hear you and see you and see that you you listen to the show and everything like that it makes me feel awesome and it was great to see everybody and take all the pictures and see all the comics gamble make new friends oh made so many new friends such a blast so thank you so much for having me once again at Skankfest. man jeremiah i want i'm gonna get jeremiah in here no one made me laugh harder at Skankfest than jeremiah who's sober by the way sober guy just sober hanging out with everyone everyone else is like to the moon on it on hallucinogens or whatever else and jeremiah was the funniest guy there so thank you so much again to everybody involved uh for having me and for letting me be a part of it because it's honestly the best thing going on in comedy today but uh, something else going on in the world I wanted to get to. We talked about it last week. We'll get to the news. We only have a couple of news stories. So we'll get to the news first. And I want to start off with um, Space Force. We know Space Force, right? It's the newest branch of the military. And boy, oh boy, here in the nice boy clock, cannot express enough how much I care about the military. I want their numbers to be bolstered. I want their recruits. I need. I want them to, you know, Gain their numbers. I mean, we have vested interests, especially now with the uh, impending World War Three and such. I would like the troops to be uh, up to snuff, you know? So, I mean, Space Force is included in that. So let's get to the news. There's some news about Space Force. Yes, indeed, the Space Force has adopted an official song this past week, according to a press release. This song is called Semper Supra. It was unveiled uh, at the Air and Space Forces Association Air, Space, and Cyber Conference. Uh, the song title is derived from the U.S. Space Force's motto, Always Above. Interesting motto from Space Force, Always Above. That's kind of weird. I mean, space is kind of all around us. You know, it's not necessarily above if we're thinking about it. Some space is below us. You know, if we go through the earth and out the other side, there's space there too. But always above, you know, I'm not going to get into the semantics. And like the official songs of other U.S. military branches, it reflects the values and traditions of Space Force. Former U.S. Air Force band member James Teachner began working with uh, the chief of space operations, General J. Raymond, to create the song's lyrics and melody, when the branch was formed back in 2019. The song was a long work in progress because I wanted it to encompass all the capabilities that the Space Force offers and its vision. Plus, we have not much else to do. No, they didn't say that part of it. I mean, what, are they, what else are they doing in Space Force? They're monitoring the satellites? I mean, I don't really know. I get the whole, I remember when Trump came out and he made the Space Force. I go, ah, oh, it's kind of like Reagan-esque. You know, he wanted the Star Wars. Remember the Star Wars program? Reagan wanted lasers. Well, we're going to make lasers, and they're going to shoot down enemy nukes. Well, I mean, it didn't really necessarily go that way. And people were like, this is kind of uh, stupid. And so anyway, we came up with Space Force instead. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to establish a Space Force song that will be part of our culture and heritage for years to come. I don't even know the other songs of the military. You know, the Marines have been around forever. Couldn't tell you what their song was. Do you know what their song is there, Rob? Yeah, uh, from the halls of Montes 
from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. I guess I heard that. Yeah, yeah. What's the army one? You guys know any other ones back there? Kirsten, your husband's in the military. What's my husband was a marine. I had no idea. What oh, that was, was it. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that song. I'm not gonna lie and pretend I know it. Uh, but you know, I can't think of the army one. I couldn't think. I couldn't tell you the navies. Couldn't tell you any of them. Didn't know they had songs. To be honest with you, but the space force one, I wanted to hear. You know, it, it's come out here in our modern times. You know, this isn't some song that was created in the uh, you know. 1700s from the moment former president donald trump created the new military wing tasked with defining uh or defending military satellites and operating the network of gps satellites the space force has piqued the public's imagination even inspiring the creation of netflix parody of the same name oh yeah steve carell's in a i watched that for two seconds not quite the office but why don't, why don't we listen to the new song and see if it's a banger. And also, I believe there's some people explaining what went into writing the song. They have all the time in the world to write the song. So let's see. First of all, we wanted a song that spoke to our guardians, that brought to life our motto, Semper Super, always above. And I, I got a text from a gentleman named Jamie Teachner. Jamie was a Nashville singer-songwriter and who decided he wanted to give back to his country and joined uh, the Air Force and joined the Air Force Band in Colorado Springs. And he supported us when we were Air Force Space Command. And he wrote this song. <laughs> I put together things that from reading, you know, white papers and speaking with General Raymond and Chief Toberman. And so it was quite a long work in progress uh, for a while because I wanted to make sure that everything that was in the song would adequately represent all the capabilities that our Space Force uh, is involved with. Pause and it real quick. Make sure I did. What capability? I mean, I still don't know what it does. I mean, we defend satellites. Okay, cool. The GPS, that's important. We need that. But how? How are they? Is there spacecraft up there monitoring the satellites? Like, what are the space? What does a Space Force person do? Like, who are the who are the boots on the on the moon? I guess you could say. I don't even know. Like, what's what's the lowest form of uh, troop in the Space Force? You know what I'm saying? They don't have, like, grunts. You know what I mean? I don't think. And if they do, what the hell do they do? No one's explaining it. So I, I, I'm curious where this man would come up with any sort of inspiration for Space Force. But I think he's just a songwriter who was in the military who's like, I see. I, I'm going to be a guy in history here. I mean, that's a pretty cool thing to write a song for a branch of the military, no matter how fleeting this branch of military was. I, I really thought after Trump was out of office... That, you know, Biden would come in and be like, okay, we're not doing that anymore. But no, we've kept it. It's still there. And the Space Force is, I guess it's, you know, once uh, the train is in motion, there's no stopping it. So I believe the Space Force is just Space Command from the Air Force, but spun out into its own branch. So I, I imagine it does all the same things that Space Command used to do. So what is NASA? NASA is the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Seems redundant. But anyways, keep going. <laughs> Let's hear the rest of this. Let's see if they play the fucking song. Didn't mess up on the mission or the vision of what the Space Force does. When that song came in, it also needed to be arranged. It needed to have the big musical score like all the other all the other uh, songs of service. I'm just pausing one more so time. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining the Space Force is like, first thing we need, a song. <laughs> 
we need a song right away. I mean, until we we don't have any missions yet or any sort of like task. We fucking need a song. This is the general. This guy's got fucking four stars on his shoulder there, and he's worried about the music of the Space Force. Interesting. Okay, keep going. We reached out to composers that they had worked with, and there was a gentleman named Sean Nelson, who is a member of the Coast Guard band up in Connecticut, and uh, he worked uh, just a massive so arrangement uh, to, uh, to this song, and it all comes together into something that I hope uh, Guardians around the world will be proud of. I went for it, and I, I did what I thought was, was going to be the, the most exciting uh, kind of sounds, and it seemed to have worked. When I heard that, uh, it was the kind of the glue that brought all the three pieces, words, music, and arrangement. God, I hope this and song thought, sucks. Uh, we've got something. I want it to be like, space, we're in outer space. Here it is. Semper Supra. Oh my God. They could have just had any jingle writer spend an hour. I mean, that wasn't even try. They didn't even try. That's not even sound like it was written in 2022. Go back to the song. Let's hear this. Let's go to the start of the song again. I like how they gave us the words so I can sing along with it. It really is just so vague. Oh, my Lord. And then the fact that it's just like, it's like it could be any song in the military. They really, I guess that's kind of what the goal is to like make it sound like it belongs with the rest of them. But if it's Space Force, let's get fucking, let's get some EDM in here or something. You know what I mean? Like, let's make it a today sound. You know what I mean? Like, let's get fucking Diplo on this task or something to do the Space Force song. Let's hear it again. Let's all sing together. Mighty Watchful Eye. Beyond the blue, the sky. This could be any branch right now. Good space reference. Well, sort of, there is, yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, for all the things that they just showed and all the behind the music that we just watched, that blows. I mean, good golly. It's it's contradictory, too, because they keep saying they're saying that they're beyond the blue, but also their sky has no limit. Yeah, I don't understand the whole like metaphor. OK, like the sky is blue. We're beyond the sky. We're in the space. We're, you know, I don't know. It's fucking I guess they're still trying to figure out what the hell. Space Force is too, you know, and that's fine. They, hey, they got the song and it doesn't even, like I said, we need an arrangement. They acted like it was like, we have to solve this puzzle. It just sounds like every other military song in the history of time. But moving on with the news, this is a little more pressing. Justin M. sent this in, Josh Potter Show at gmail.com. Vagina Chips is the headline. 
And I read this, I said, I need to know more about this right away. It's the perfect gift for millennials who lack a lot of lays. Oh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. that's the, the, the byline here. I didn't come up with that uh, humorous little quip there. But if they can't get uh, sex in the sack, they can get it in a snack. <laughs> the chip company that purports to cater to sex-starved 30-somethings boasts a new flavor that supposedly tastes like a woman's vagina. Now... I don't know. I mean, I've gone through many a drought in my life where I go, man, I'd like to get get laid. You know, I haven't gotten laid in like four months, you know, stuff like that. And I think to my head, you know, I'm, I've definitely uh, done a little dumpster diving because of that in the past, you know, perhaps gotten with a lady or two that necessarily I didn't, you know, wasn't the top of my list per se. Never have I gone, you know what, I just crave the taste of vagina in a snack. I don't like chips anyway, per, to be quite honest with you folks. I know that's a rare take, and it's one that, you know, is an unpopular take. I talk about food, and people are like, no one can relate with me on any level. But I, so I mean, it, when it comes to just a regular chip, I'm not a big guy on chips. But when I'm needing sex, I don't go, you know what would be great? A snack that tastes like a vagina. I don't want an actual vagina. I want one that tastes like one. And can you get different kinds of vaginas, I wonder? Let's find out. You know, like, ooh, this one, yeast infection. Uh, but after tasting it, you will remember the wildest love adventures, your first real love, and maybe even lose your oral virginity. That's what reps for Chaz, the Lithuanian-based creators of the private parroting par uh, potato chips claim on their site. Dubbed pussy-flavored potato chips... <laughs> The kinky creations are inspired by a purported generation-wide sex drought among millennials who allegedly prefer pursuing social media to getting saucy in the sack. What does that mean, pursuing social media? Oh, my followers. I'd rather get followers than get laid. Is that what they're saying? I don't know. Are, are millennials sex-starved? I know that we're just isolating ourselves and we're uh, not necessarily getting out there and getting laid. We talked with Chase last week about... Uh, dating and things like that and how it's just so hard these days no one wants to go out and meet people according to several past years research around the world millennials are having three times less sex than their parents at the same age that's not so bad we need less people you know we got to turn down the people creating so that's not bad that we're having sex or not having sex. It is un unbelievable that someone is choosing social media instead of live communication, dating and real sex. Yeah, that is wild. But I guess, you know, whatever creates less people, in my opinion, it sounds good to me. This comes despite recent studies showing that millennials have better, freakier sex than previous generations. So that's good. You know, having less sex, but having freakier sex, you know. Quality over quantity. Let's find out what these fucking chips taste like, though. Nonetheless, Chaz wanted to replicate sex in a snack form for millennials, like an X-rated version of Willy Wonka's three-course dinner chewing gum. <laughs> Who made that sound? That was me. Oh, God. That three-course dinner chewing gum never appealed to me. When Violet Beauregard's like, mm, mashed potatoes and gravy, ugh, in gum form? disgusting and then it changes she's like oh what's for dessert and then the dad gets like oddly sexual with her he's like what's for dessert baby <laughs> remember that part no. oh bring it on home baby what's for dessert girl the fucking dad did that remember, remember that she's like mm, blueberry pie and then she starts you know turning into a blueberry 
Oh, and then Willy Wonka's like, we have to go drain her. And the dad's like, I'll help. <laughs> so, disgusting. In order to condense the sexperience into a 2D chip form, Chaz reportedly selected the five bravest and most experienced team members, ladies and gentlemen, and sent them on individual missions to gather the most private part approximating flavors. So he, they took a team and they're like, figure out this pussy flavor. I don't know how, I mean, I wish I was on that research team because it would have just helped me get laid a little more. I'd be like, well, I'm on a team. I don't know if you've heard of Chaz Potato Chips. Uh, Yeah, I'm on the flavor research team, and we have a very special task at the moment. Uh, We have to figure out how to make vagina-flavored chips. Uh, Would you mind if I had a taste of yours? And then maybe we'll make it into the chip form. There's so many variables. I don't know that I've ever, I don't know that every vagina tastes the same. You know, they all have a little different, uh, to- you know, I guess uh, tone to them, I guess. <laughs> but uh, is this the bag on the on the screen here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, th- and again, do they have varying flavors of vagina? They're, like I said, one is, uh, ooh, this is a, uh, I mean, because I feel like, honestly, and this could get me in trouble, especially with Kanye out here saying all kinds of wild shit. I feel like different races have different vagina flavors. Could I be wrong? I haven't sampled the rainbow, so I don't know. But I could have swore, you know, through my experience. Maybe they do it like that. (laughs) They have it based (laughs) off of race. Chaz then whittled down uh, the resultant dozens of samples into a few that best approximated the flavor of love. And uh, this is the other thing. They've got a bunch of nerds in there going like, this tastes like a vagina. Oh, does it? Jeff? I mean, how I mean, how do you know? And then they have like women in there, too. So I, I would hope that the women, you know, have done their due diligence as well, at the very least. Finally, the fast food firm adjusted the ingredient levels to reflect the taste as close as possible per the site. Voila, millennials could allegedly finally lose their V-card culinary. This does not count as losing your virginity, folks. If you eat a potato chip that tastes like a pussy, this does not count as losing your virginity. I feel like, you know, through wild pornography and stuff like that, I've seen women like, put food into their vagina and then guys eat it or whatever. It's like that carrot does not equate to losing. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean the same thing. Which, uh, let's see here. The uh, the not safe for work nauseous. I hate alliteration. I hate it. When, you, when you're doing cheeky articles, if you're an article writer out there and you're doing cheeky on a cheeky little article, chill on the fucking alliteration every time. How many times, Kirsten, do we have these? It's annoying. Uh, they only use real ingredients. So what do they take a pussy and grind it up and fucking put it into the chip? Let's find out. Apparently, not just for sex-deprived millennials, the site actually uh, has uh, other freaky Franken-food. Oh, my God. Such as a uh, great gift for the one you love. Initiate. Do they just have one that tastes like cum? Is that what we're getting at here? <laughs> Jizz-flavored? P.S. For girls and women, if this or previous year you were pleased by someone, it is very likely that you have directly contributed to the creation of this taste. What does that mean? As of yet, the chips, which are currently only distributed in Europe, of course, that's where it belongs, in fucking Europe. Fucking savages. They're sold out, evidently. But they should be getting a new batch at the end of the month per the site. Chaz isn't the first chip company to try to replicate a bizarre essence. In 2018, bosses at Doritos 
have revealed they were launching a new lady-friendly version of the snack, which are uh, quieter to eat and less money. <laughs> what, what are you looking at over there? I just like that it's quieter to eat. Like we make what you does a that chip mean? that's yeah. quieter. Chips for ladies. That makes it lady-friendly. Yeah, the, we know you ladies <laughs> don't want to make too much noise while you're eating chips. What is it, like a pillow? Ugh, I still don't, I mean, we got to get these chips, folks. I think you get ahead of the game and you make something like a cum cracker. There you go. I like that. Or just like something frosted. You know, like one of those, uh, a cum cracker, a cum cookie. We've already kind of, people have been doing that for years, the cum cookie. Just jizzing on a cookie and then, what was that game? Ookie cookie? Is that right? Yeah. Rob's like, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I got this one. This is so wild to me that someone actually made this, and I need to taste it. Does it taste like a pussy? If you're out there, and I know we have a contingency in Europe that listen to this program. If you're out there, please to be writing in to joshpottershow at gmail.com. Do describe the taste to me, and also, please to be sending me these chips. I got to know. There's no way. There's no way where I'll take a bite of it and go, mm, reminds me of pussy. I don't think. What other flavors could they come up with? I, other than cum and, I guess, like, dick flavor? That would be tough. You know? That's just cool ranch I mean, at the I'm end sure, of the day. I'm sure some people would like some b-hole snacks. Interesting. B-hole flavored chips. Oh, my Lord. Like I said, you know, you can get, like, uh, dick flavored, but that would just be cool ranch at the end of the day. Probably, you know, when you open the cool ranch bag, you're like, it smells like balls in here. At least that's what I think. Oh, that is wild, folks. Do keep up to date on that. Roach reporters out there, please to be letting me know if you come across these chips or if you've tried them uh, and let me know what it reminded you of. It can't just remind you of pussy. And what kind of pussy? Stale one, clean one, period blood. What is it? What are we talking here? Oh boy, sports time, and our boy Sussel Wilson is starting to raise flares all over the world. And it is getting wild out there. But before we get to that, We have many Russell Wilson stories for you. But first, we got to let you know today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by the fine folks at DoorDash. And boy, oh boy, Halloween is approaching, my friends. And uh, with everything going on with Halloween, you want to make sure that you've got the rest of your things, whether it be errands, dinner, uh, grocery shopping, all of that you'd rather not think about because you got spooky costumes to think about. You got Halloween lights to worry about boom boom now are you ready for the trick-or-treaters that's the other thing too if you're sitting there on halloween and you're like oh my goodness i forgot about trick-or-treat and the kids are going to come to the door doordash can help you out my friends you can get the best halloween candy and the decor and the party supplies by the way all from doordash so if it's creeping up on you and you got to get stuff for your halloween party or or just the trick-or-treaters Let DoorDash help you out. Who do you call when you run out of treats this Halloween? Nobody. Instead, download the DoorDash app and order from one of the thousands of local stores in your neighborhood and get more treats for all the trick-or-treaters delivered right to 
your door. The thrill of finding the perfect costume, the anticipation of trick-or-treating, the excitement of having the spookiest decorations in the neighborhood, all of it can come to you by way of DoorDash. So for a limited time, my listeners are going to be able to get 50% off up to a $20 value and $0 delivery fees when they download the DoorDash app and enter code JP. That's 50% off up to a $20 value and $0 delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code JP. Don't forget that's code JP for 50% off up to a $20 value and $0 delivery fees with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Anyone going for Halloween as Cecil Wilson? I think that would be a very popular Halloween costume, especially look at this one on the TV here. Oh, my Lord. That is the most sus Cecil has ever been. And, you know, he's not been playing well in the NFL, aside from all the embarrassment that's been going on. And it's actually shined a light onto him quite a bit, the fact that he hasn't been playing very well. And people are taking notice now at how weird he's acting. And Subway, we, we've gone over the ad many a times for the Danger Witch uh, that I thought was actually sneaky genius by Subway that they put out that ad because everyone was talking about it. And I'm like, everyone's going to go out and get this stupid sandwich now. Nope. Turns out Subway didn't want their sandwich to be a joke. And they've actually, uh, because of all the trolling, they've removed the Danger Witch from the menu. Now let's find out the, the behind, because I have two theories. One... Subway removed it because of the trolling. Two, Russell Wilson had Subway remove it because he's playing so bad. We'll find out here. We have news for everyone who has never had the chance to experience Russell Wilson's Danger Rich from Subway. It seems to have been removed from the Subway vault menu. Around the time of the Super Bowl back in February, Subway decided their online vault menu, which offered subs made by different NFL stars, Russell Wilson's Danger Witch had pepperoni, salami, black forest ham, provolone cheese, and bacon on Italian urban cheese bread topped with lettuce, green peppers, tomatoes, and banana peppers, and finished with yellow mustard and mayo. By the way, the Danger Witch in the commercial, Russell's like, it's spicy. The only thing spicy on here is banana peppers. (laughs) What are you talking about, dog? (laughs) It's not spicy. It's like the blandest sandwich I've ever heard in my life. Oh, there's mustard on it? Ooh, spicy. Get Look out. Although it didn't really catch on at the time, the Danger Witch, recently grown in popularity, especially among Russ's detractors and haters. That's us. It's the roaches out there all buying Danger Witches. As a result, the Denver Broncos quarterback, extremely awkward advertisements and uh, subpar play. So because of all the subpar play and extreme, uh, extremely awkward advertisements, people are like, I got to get me one of those just to like make fun of it. However, the Internet being the Internet trolling began and it hit hard. There was a jo- there's a Joker overlay of the commercial. Do we have that? Hey, you want to uh, split the subway sandwich? <laughs> it is my signature sandwich. So it's, hilarious. it's called the Danger Witch and it's dangerously good. Where's because Harvey you know, Dent? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> you ever done anything dangerous? That is dangerous. <laughs> I've done something like that, too. I won't tell anybody. Listen, one time? Never mind. That's too dangerous. Anyways, my danger witch, it's only in the vault. 
That's our little secret. Oh my god, that's funny. Just the simple putting the fucking thing in the background. Where's Harvey Dent? I like and Batman's like, you're gonna love me. The other one was uh they had uh, Russell eating the L like an airplane. That's this one, yeah? He's just uh, got the sandwich. Comes mm? the airplane. <laughs> oh, and we know he likes flying. Another L. You know, uh, Jameis Winston, another quarterback, he famously ate the W's. He'd get a W's. We gotta eat a W. And it was so gross. He's like licking his fingers and shit. I thought it was gonna be like that. So people have been gun trolling this up and down. And people also brought up the fact that, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, pre-Danger Witch, he had a 102 QB rating with 66% win percentage. After the Danger Witch came out, 83 QB rating with a 33% win percentage. And he has not looked good, folks. He has looked bad. In fact, he didn't play this past Sunday um, uh, because of an injury. And everyone was kind of shocked about that. And, uh, you know, uh, Brett Repian's kid played. I, I wonder if his name's Brett too, but I can't remember. But nevertheless, Russell will be back on Sunday playing in jolly old London town against the Jaguars. So we'll see what happens uh, when he goes over the over the old big drink there, over the Atlantic to take on the Jaguars. We'll see if he can turn things around. But it looks like Subway has now removed the Danger Witch off its vault menu, perhaps not caring to see one of their sandwiches become a joke. I don't know. I thought they were killing it. I thought it was the... I, out of all the vault sandwiches, by the way, I don't even know the other ones. So I feel like this one was like the most popular. Is this the vault sandwiches? What does it say? The Front Court Feast by Charles Barkley. The Red Zone Roast by Tony Roman. Ugh. The Meatball Marksman by Steph Curry. The Turkey Vert by Tony Hawk. The Vault Witch by Simone Biles. The Avocado Spike... Avocado Spike Bowl by Gronk. The Beef Mode by Marshawn Lynch. The Benissimo by Jimmy Garoppolo. The what? What is Jimmy Garoppolo's? The Benissimo? Oh, we get it. You're Italian, Jimmy. God. What the fuck, dude? Jimmy Garoppolo, It's so he's a backup quarterback <laughs> who happens to be starting now but because of Trey Lance's injury, but they went into the season going, we're going to give a backup quarterback a sandwich? Hilarious. And Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, respect by the way. I'm not trying to shit on Jimmy Garoppolo. Guy fucks porn stars. He's got a million-dollar smile. He was fine being a backup. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has the right attitude about playing football. And now he's starting, and he has nothing to lose. So God bless Jimmy Garoppolo, but I would be a little annoyed if I was him. Isn't he Greek, first of all? Hold on. (laughs) He plays up these, like, this is my noni. I've seen those commercials with Jimmy Garoppolo where he's like, here's my noni. But I thought Jimmy Garoppolo was Greek. Here I am as a Greek man taking up arms for Jimmy Garoppolo always, taking the barbs and arrows for him, thinking he's a fellow Greek man. Turns out he's Italian. Oh, well. That's not all that's going on with Sussel, though. No, no, no. There's actually a lot of things happening. In fact, another tweet came out, and I've gotten past this one by many Roach reporter out there sending it to me by way of my Twitter, at J underscore Potter. By the way, Instagram is at Josh underscore Potter if you want to follow along on either one of those things. Uh, But this weird tweet came about, and I really don't know what to make of this. Anyone could just create this and fabricate this. It's not necessarily gospel here. But it reads like this, and this is like uh, many people have been sharing this. Hi, Baker, and I don't know who this is, who they're writing to, who Baker is. Hi, Baker. I worked for Russell Wilson's team in August of 2020. 
to October of 2021. In my tenure there, Russell would often become angered if we didn't refer to him as Mr. Unlimited, which I found odd, but not problematic. And he was the boss. But what was really odd was at the start of the day, he would require his entire team to recite Sierra's one-two step each morning as sort of a pledge. Once I messed up a lyric and everyone became eerily silent, Russ cleared his throat, stared directly at me, and word by word made me do it over again. It was quite intense, and I'm fairly sure he snapped a pen while he watched me. When I was done, he laughed and said, Now that was unlimited, and everyone laughed with him, though it was forced. Now, I I don't know if this is true or not. I call bullshit on this story. You call bullshit on this story? I call bullshit on this story. You know what's crazy about it, though? Because I normally would, too. I call bullshit a little bit. But here's the fucked up part. It's perfectly conceivable. You know what I mean? The one, you know what, you know what throws up a red flare to me is that he would have people recite Sierra's one, two step. That is like, if you were Russell Wilson and you were really making your team do this, you would pick like a deeper cut. You know what I mean? Something that meant more to you. You're not picking the hits from Sierra. That's the only Sierra song I could name is one, two step. I couldn't even name it the other couple weeks ago. I had to have Rob look it up and then I was like, oh yeah, let me see you one, two step. But I don't remember it necessarily. But that's interesting. But there are people in Russell's direct circle or have been in his direct circle, I should say, like Marshawn Lynch, favorite of this program. I'll always be a Marshawn Lynch stan, dream guest of the program, as a matter of fact. Hopefully one day we can have him on, whether it be by Zoom or maybe he can even come bless us with his presence here in the Roach Motel. But he recently told a story where... Uh, he was talking, I, he wasn't telling, I think we have the tape, right, of Marshawn Lynch? Let's just watch it and he can explain. Because he played with uh, Russell Wilson on his Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl teams. And, uh, you know, you would think, well, they must have a working relationship still or keep in touch at the very least. They had this monumental achievement together. And, uh, you know, you would think that they would stay in touch at the very least. Right now, because he, he on a struggle bus. Man, I want to reach out to dog, bro, because They'll I mean, reach out to it. You know it His ain't manager. that. You know it ain't. Man, come His on, manager. nigga. If I can't, if I if if I can't call you direct, nigga, then I ain't calling you. Especially, nigga, if I don't went to war with you. So what happened here? In case you were missing the context, Richard Sherman has a podcast. He also played on the Seattle Seahawks with Russell and Marshawn Lynch, and they were talking about Russell's recent struggles. And Marshawn says, uh, "I want to call dog." You know, but evidently, and this has been something that has been permeating for years now, even Russell's teammates can't call him directly. He would make them call his business manager to set up a call. That's fucking weird, right? Now, this tweet doesn't sound so crazy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Once you hear that is real, it starts to make you think, you know, we could slide a little bit down into the direction of now he's making people watch one, two step or recite it like a pledge of allegiance. You know what I mean? It could go either way. I don't know. But Russell Wilson, not the only quarterback struggling out there right now. And who knows, by the way, just more and more keeps coming out about Russell and he's having awkward 
press conferences. He's having terrible times. He's not the only quarterback experiencing trouble right now. Tom Brady has up and left his family so that he could lose to Kenny Pickett, so he could lose to Zach Wilson. And just yesterday, he lost to P.J. Walker. Who, you ask? Exactly. P.J. Walker, former XFL quarterback, third-string quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, who has been thrusted into the starting role with injuries and just a downtrodden Carolina Panthers team. Tom Brady got smoked. And the fucking Panthers just traded Christian McCaffrey away. They have nobody on their team. They just came out there with nothing to lose and smoked Tom Brady. So he is playing probably the worst in his history of his entire career right now, at least his worst since he's been on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'd imagine this is his worst season all the way around. But more and more is coming out about uh, his pending divorce that's probably going to happen with Giselle, and people are citing this as perhaps the reason for struggling. And recently, Giselle, she likes to turn those screws, it seems. She likes to turn the screws into Tom and affect the season. Nothing would make Giselle happier than Tom Brady not making the playoffs. Coming out of retirement just to fucking not make the playoffs would be hilarious. And you could tell Giselle is into it. So recently on IG posts about Tom Brady, Giselle has been commenting passive-aggressive shit. Giselle Bunchen turned heads on social media this week after responding to an Instagram post about committed relationships amid marital woes with her and her husband, Tom Brady. The post, which was featured on the Instagram page of uh, Jay Shetty, an author and former Hindu monk, read, You can't be in a committed relationship with someone who is inconsistent with you. Read that again. That's what the post said. Bunch in 42 reacted to the quote with their prayer hands emoji, according to a screen capture from comments by celebs. What, what, what else do we got up here? Oh, there's the post and there's the prayer hands. She's like, preach, church. Bunchin's 13-year marriage to Tom Brady, 45, has been under much scrutiny recently as rumors of uh, discord have intensified. Page 6 exclusively reported in September that the couple engaged in heated arguments over the quarterback's decision to return to the NFL for a 23rd season. An insider added later that month that their issues have nothing to do with football. The problems are not due to his decision to play football again. Sometimes things are just complicated, a source said. And that makes sense to me, actually. Because if you're up in arms about the guy coming back for the... What's the 23rd? It's arbitrary at this point. You guys are old. The kids are older now. It's getting easier, if anything, for him to play football. Not harder, you know? So why would she care? It's got to be something else going on there. And I would imagine that he was about to have this pending divorce go into effect, and he was like, fuck this, I'm just going to go play football, maybe get my mind off this whole thing. Plus, you know, if we're getting divorced, there might be some money that has to get, although he's more poor than her, she's richer than him. So if they get divorced, I'm sure, like, I don't know how much money is going to get passed around, you know, who's going to be paying who, Uh, but maybe he just thought, I should go make some more money. Maybe I should just make a little bit of extra money, just in case, you never know what could happen. So uh, he came back to football, and he's not retiring anytime soon. I just saw him in a press conference. Someone was like, is this the last year? And he's like, no. He's going to play till he's 50. He's 40 fucking, what, five right now? He's going to play for five more years. He has not seen any sort of uh, slowing down in his play. The team around him blows, and uh, getting rid of Bruce Arians might have been a uh, 
a bad move. But I think he's going to play till he's fucking 50. And if not for the Buccaneers, I mean, the Miami Dolphins have just recently gotten in trouble for having some sort of like backdoor conversations, tampering, if you will, trying to get Tom Brady to come there. So get ready. I could see him going there in the next couple of years if Tua Tagovioli doesn't pan out, you know? But man, oh man, it's been a crazy year in the NFL, folks. I mean, Tom Brady sucks right now. Aaron Rodgers sucks. If you would have told me 10 years ago that I would trade Aaron Rodgers for Geno Smith straight up in fantasy football in 2022, I would have laughed in your fucking face. But here we are. The world is crazy. You know, I feel like maybe pandemic, I came out of it in a wormhole and now it's just everything's upside down. But nevertheless, let's move on to a different sport. I'm very pleased for the fine folk of Philadelphia. Congratulations. So happy for the fine folk of Philadelphia. The Phillies are in the World Series. And during the NL Championship Series, they took on the San Diego Padres. And, uh, you know, I love the city of San Diego. Enjoyed a Padres game this year. What's funny is I went, there was a girl that I was like seeing from Philadelphia who eventually dumped me. And it was right after a Padres game. So I made it known that I was going to stick with the Phillies because I feel like the Padres game had something to do with getting dumped. I showed my true colors. I partied a little too much. I'm a fun guy. Evidently, I'm too much fun for some people. You know that meme where they're like, if I'm too much, find less. Well, that's for you, lady. But uh, San Diego, you know, it was over before it started, I'm afraid, because Good Morning America showed these gentlemen... And I believe that's the second one. Show the first one. The one that was on Good Morning America was uh, even, it's just shocking. These gentlemen, oh my God, when they came out at first, I was scared for the Phillies fans. I thought, oh no, not good. This is bad for Phillies fans because these pussy hounds are going to fucking come in and they're just going to put the world on its ear. And now how can you, how can you lose when this is, when their fans are doing shit like this. Let's see it. Yeah. Philly going down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. Padres on the loose. Let's go, goose. That's what's in. Oh, my God. Bryce going to lose, and Manny's going to cruise. That's what's in. Kirsten, contain yourself. Philly no slack and send them back. <laughs> That's what's in. Oh, I mean, save some pussy for the rest of us, fellas. Oh, golly. That guy in the front is something else, huh? Yeah, he's, what is, what is these moves? And also, I thought, like, I'm like, this must be a song that they're, nope, they made this whole thing up. This is something else. Unfortunately, the second that they came out with this, it was just a death knoll for the San Diego, San Diego Padres. They didn't stop there. They kept doing it because this went viral. So they thought, well, let's just keep going. So here they are again in a in a radio station this time. And I like on the first one, by the way, pause it real quick. In the first one, uh, the, the one guy's like, slow down. Like they were like doing it too. I don't even know. It's just so... Oh, it makes me cringe in ways that give me an erection at the same time. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> but let's see, let's watch this one because they they get in now. They have to re. They're getting asked to do stuff. By the way, there's less guys in this video. Can you count them? One less guy. There was a guy that's like, I cannot do this again. I am not coming with you and getting fucking just 
shish kebabbed on the internet anymore. Let's go, Goose. That's what's in. Bryce gonna lose, and Manny's gonna quit. He doesn't even know the words That's anymore. That's what's in. Give them no slack and push them back. That's what's in. So back, Philly, back, back, Philly, back, back, Philly, back. Yeah, let's go, Oh, aren't you glad the Padres <laughs> lost? <laughs> I mean, good God. It is really something, huh? That just makes me... Ooh, I don't even know how to fucking... Oh, that is just something else. God, I could watch that. Over, I've watched that a thousand times. I feel like I put it on my Spotify uh, before the games. I have a question. Yes, please. I'm not a baseball guy. Sure. Is that's what's in a Padres thing or something? No idea, Rob. As a baseball guy, never heard it in my life. I think they just created it, and they thought it was hip or something. That's what's in. I'm going to start. I'm going to just take that little piece and make it a button. That's what's in. This guy sucks in the front. I mean, he just sucks. He couldn't even get it right. He's like, Manny. Marion. Marion. I mean, Manny. He fucking, his own song that he wrote, he can't even remember. Well, there's no, it's not a song. It's not, there's not music. There's not a a melody to it. I just, I want to know where Good Morning America found these idiots. Like, there was no article with this. I just found the video on the internet that went viral. And this one, second day, you know, they're in a morning show there. You know, obviously, I know the morning radio game. When you see something like that, you get those fucking idiots in the studio immediately. Get them in studio immediately. But I, I don't know what got them booked on Good Morning America in the first place. What, what do you have to say, Kirsten? I was just going to say, like, something like that is just so pussy drying that if I got up yeah. to walk right now, <laughs> it would sound like fresh shoes on a basketball court. <laughs> it's just. You would chafe. You would chafe. Oh, my God. It is whew, something else. But congratulations, Phillies. We don't have to deal with those fucking guys anymore. Thank the Lord. But before we wrap up today, I had uh, an update from a story last week. We talked about it with Chase. Can we watch the video again? Do we have the video while I set it up? It was a video of a daycare uh, employees who were scaring children. And I thought for Halloween, what a great way to follow it up, you know, with a with what occurred since then. But if you missed it, it was daycare employees were putting on a what they called a scream mask, but it really wasn't. I mean, it was like a bootleg scream mask at the end of the day and they were uh you know telling the bad children in the daycare that they were going to like take them outside and eat them or something i don't even remember what the exact words were but they were scaring the shit out of these children and they got in a lot of trouble let's see it's down in old mississippi down in old mississippi (laughs) i like that that one just standing there laughing you better be good, she said with the scream mask on. And they didn't clean up or act good. She was going to go in there and go, Rah! Rah! Look at her scream in the face of this crying child. I like how the one kid didn't even really react. And she was like, I'm going to double down. So naturally, people thought, this is fucked up. Look at this one. This is just cruel, and you'd literally have to hate children to do something like this. I'd imagine the people that work in a Mississippi daycare probably do hate children. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, that's just me. But let's see. I mean, uh, can you pull up the uh, screen grab there of the update? 
so I can read it for folks who are listening at home and perhaps not watching. The daycare workers who used horror masks to scare children charged with felony child abuse. So they've gotten charged now with felony child abuse. And here we have on the screen uh, their mug shots as they were charged. It makes you wonder, why'd they use the mask? I mean, look at their faces. That one lady in the upper left, she didn't even have to put the mask on. She could have just went in, and I would have been like, oh, my Lord, look at all these ghouls. I mean, swear to God, the mask actually did them a favor. I would have, if I was a child in that daycare and I saw the mask, I would have been like, oh, thank God a normal person is in here today. Jeez Louise. But we'll see what happens if they, in fact, they're, they've been charged. We'll see if they do, in fact, get sentenced with uh, any sort of crime. And we'll keep our uh, our ear to the ground, of course, about that. But... Let us uh, go here. Oh, man, I lost my music bed here. There we go. I want to thank, once again, ST Falcon for sending in music. And you can do the same, by the way, just by going over to joshpottershow at gmail.com. Let us hear your beautiful instrumentals. They can be featured here on the program. Also, if you want to remix the news or sports the way people in the past have you can do that as well josh potter show at gmail.com is where you can send anything in including roach reportings as well so pleased to be sending those in thank you to justin m uh, who sent in things today and thank you to the fucking many many folks who sent the russell wilson stuff in keep on that so many roach reporters out there sending those things in too many to name as a matter of fact at josh underscore potter on instagram at j underscore potter on twitter going to be announcing more shows for 2023 oh by the way buffalo new york december 22nd and 23rd there's no place like home for the holidays and i'll be there doing shows at helium comedy club so tickets are on sale for that in November, I'll be with Annie, November 11th and 12th, I believe, in San Jose. And then with Tom at the uh, latter and, uh, end of the month down in Florida. So that is everything as far as shows go for the time being. Uh, again, go over to my bios on Instagram at Josh underscore Potter, Twitter at J underscore Potter, and find those. Twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter and Patreon.com slash the josh potter show just five bucks a month you get an extra podcast and we're looking to have more uh, content added to that in the new year as well some live streams and some videos and things like that so get excited we will see you next time right here inside the roach motel our guest will be johnny pemberton next week i'm excited to have him right on in here we're gonna have a great time so we'll see you next tuesday right here on the josh potter show <laughs>